Hey, it's Josh Sibson. And Jake Jabour. From The Meat Improv. The Meat Improv is a comedy podcast where we bring on the best comedians in the world to tell meaty stories from their lives, and then they do improv comedy with us. You don't think we're good at improv? Check out this little snippet from Jake Jabour's real life. Hey, where's all my cats? <laughs> he never knows. The Meat Improv. You can listen to it on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. That's The Meat Improv. Hey everyone, welcome to the Improv Obsession Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Perlstein, and today we've got Brian Jack on the show. Um, that's coming up in a minute, but real quick, I'm going to ask you for a favor. Uh, if you would rate and subscribe the show in iTunes, uh, write a little review, that would be so helpful. It boosts the iTunes ranking, it gets it in front of more people's eyes, more people listen, gets the show a little more legit, gets me more even amazing improviser guests on the show. Um, so... The net effect is positive for everybody. Uh, quick thanks to my, the New York improviser who just left me feedback, MCF100. Thank you, buddy. I will try and keep up all the good work for you. A couple of plugs coming, coming at the end of the show. Listen to those. Oh, also, my guest, Brian Jack, wanted to give a shout-out to his new daughter, Ramona. Hi, Ramona. Thanks for letting your dad do the show. Uh, that's it. Here we go. It's We'll start recording so you've been saving so much stuff. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Improv Obsession Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Perlson. And today, we have Brian Jack. Brian, hello. Hey, Stephen. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm great. Uh, <laughs> so uh, so real quick, so we can get into all the things that you've been saving, because it cracks me up how much you've, you're already... I mean, we, I, we've been talking for mm-hmm. two minutes, and Brian's like, well, I'll save it. I'll save it. I'll save it. Yeah. Uh, but like, real quick, for the for the audience who, who may not know, uh, uh, like, I, I, can't, like, I want to give them your background uh but I, I don't know that i'm the best at that so like where oh, okay where might people know you from well that's a hard question actually uh, <laughs> i think maybe <laughs> probably I've, i mean I, I guess like the yeah, reckoning is like the, the big improv yeah. team this is totally an improv insider baseball podcast it's not yeah. like it's not like i'm expecting or anybody is on the show has been like oh i'm the guy on parks and recreation okay it's yeah, just yeah. like improv nerd stuff okay gotcha so <laughs> people people may know the reckoning if you're in improv probably which, uh, i hope so it's been around we've been around for I think we're going on twelve years or something like that, and I could I could be I I could be off by one year. I think it might be like eleven and a half or twelve. But yeah, and then I also play with another team in Chicago called Deep Schwa, which a lot of people will know in Chicago, especially. In Chicago, yeah. yeah, I have it's, listeners yeah. in Chicago, so oh, do, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Chicago is where I come from. I've only been in LA for a couple of years, so yeah, that's my scene. I love it. Yeah. Um, all right, <laughs> so. So okay, so I guess the the thing that you were saving right before was your guest list. You saw and you were like, yeah, and you said you had a thought, and then you're like, yeah. I'm gonna save it. So what was that? Thought? Well, I was just like, man, I feel privileged first of all to be on the podcast with ah, such an awesome guest list that you've had on you, previous to this, and especially I don't know a lot of those dudes, but and ladies, I, I think I know every lady, <laughs> and some of the dudes I don't know, but like the, what, the dudes I don't know, I've I know are highly regarded, so I appreciate. Appreciate you having me on. This is cool. No, that's cool. I, uh, you, uh, my, my. Well, we'll just share it for the, the edification of the audience. Yeah. My, my intro to you was we were doing um, the. Uh, uh, I found on Craigslist at a point in my life when I was just <laughs> when I was literally searching the word improv in Los Angeles together. Oh my I was gosh. doing that at a point in my life because I was like, I just need more. 
Uh, and I found there was a, an, an open audition for Flappers new oh, improv yeah. team, which I'm like, I don't know what Flappers is, but I understand they want to audition for an improv <laughs> team. I'll be there. Uh, and so I went and did that, and I did pretty decent in the audition. And I remember, yeah. I, what I remember about it more than anything was uh, I was like, I, I didn't know that I did that. I didn't think I did that great in the audition, but like, you were like, if anybody wants to talk to me afterwards and like, you know, get like some personal notes, you can do yeah. that. And you're like, you're being very kind and like just talking to people. And I was like, I'm going to go up to him and just sit down and be like, so like, I'm good. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that was, I didn't, I, don't I, don't necessarily, I didn't say that necessarily, but that's the attitude I came down. I'm like, yeah, yeah. so like, uh, this will be fun. <laughs> like, yeah. Getting on this team. If I remember, and I think I, it worked. I actually do remember that moment and you were, yeah, I was like, I was kind of impressed by your confidence in <laughs> alone so from that so. yeah that was awesome <laughs> it was very fake uh, <laughs> and I remember the ad that I put in the Craigslist for that because I was I was like one foot in one foot out of that job altogether yeah. <laughs> um, just cause you know it's I was new to, I just knew to LA and and it was kind of um, a weird position that we were inventing as we were going and it didn't last all that long it did not but um, but I was excited potentially to start my own thing but I was always I was also nervous as hell because I wanted to be involved with other theaters that were already established yeah. and I was like is this a competitive thing am I effing myself here <laughs> yeah so it was kind of a weird um, nervous project that happened there yeah but. yeah you had you had that the a brief tour i guess what was that like the education person the improv person at the yeah. flappers which i think was ultimately replaced by i don't even know who or i don't even know that ever did really get replaced Pro- probably not properly yeah <laughs> they didn't they didn't have we didn't we didn't see eye to eye no. <laughs> uh, and you know what sometimes that happens sometimes that happens i think stand-up and improv it's such a weird thing to talk about with stand-up uh, improv is just yeah. because i think sometimes especially old school stand-ups can brush off improv so quickly yeah. and they want to associate the improv they know with that shitty group they saw like 15 years ago that just ate up a half hour of their life yeah. and they've never seen like a really good improv show so it was kind of tough talk and that's who ran that runs that theater i think yeah. more or less so yeah it's it, well i mean yeah you t- it's it's funny how what it's like especially just in the world improv's weird people yeah. don't, people don't get it <laughs> that's uh, true yeah. uh, but like especially for yeah like stand ups they're like okay so like you're going to put on a show and you, you know it's going to happen and yeah. like yeah, and also people are People will sit down and be able to like have drinks and like not pay attention for part of it, and like a check drop wouldn't be weird. And it's like if you did that in a long form <laughs> show, it'd be like, well, got like I need you guys yeah. to like sort of it's it's because I think people don't. If anything, it's probably it's. I think it's closer to theater. It's closer to yeah. like going to see a play and like where you need your audience to engage with you a little bit. Absolutely, uh, and it's not as not much too like stand up, yeah. like where you know, like it's like ah, hey, just pop in at five minutes and yeah. Then, uh, it doesn't matter who's there. I yeah. can kind of do the same set every time. Yeah, I mean they're totally different. Uh, it's just they share the comedy yeah. thing, and that's yeah. about it. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's weird. But. It is weird. Well, and, and that so like after after you 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 parted ways with the the crazy people. Yeah. Yeah. We had we we're, which was the day of a show, so we we're like, I guess we'll still do the show. I know, I so stupid. It was fun. well, it was funny because we did what was actually hey, a Claire. really really good roommates back again. <laughs> uh, we did like what was actually a really pretty good show. Yeah, and I was like, good, we're gonna work on us. Uh, but uh, but they were just like, I don't know. Like they were they were so weird about like. That they, you could tell that they didn't understand the consistency of it, like because you, yeah. you know you can see a you can see a stand up comedian consistently do a five minute set working right, and yeah. you can't you know it's, even even good improvisers can have weird sets, and we're just like 
Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it's true though. It's true, and they didn't get the value in the in the and seeing it through for a few months, and that's yeah. that's half of why it didn't work out. So, yeah, yeah. And now on to New Horizons. Yeah, it actually things started to go better, in, like for my acting career after that. So I don't have to necessarily rely on these weird jobs. I didn't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I still look for the coaching opportunities. Why and, not? And all that stuff just to make the money. But, like, you know, I think I was doing that job specifically because I thought maybe it was a career path for me here in yeah, L.A. Yeah. So, and, and it just just didn't take. You yeah. know what I mean? I, spent, I obsessed over it, first of all. I, like, wanted to be the best at it ever. But I think because I was dealing with people who, like I said, didn't meet, I, I, it was kind of a – it ended up being more of an experiment for me. <laughs> it's all, life, life is all experiments. Yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of experiments, it's yeah. funny because you were ta- – you, the other thing that you said before we started, in two minutes, you're like, I'll save – and I wanted to save this one for the podcast, yeah. was you were like – you're like, you're, you had thoughts about what you were going to say on the way over. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I don't want to – I don't want to overthink it. Which made me laugh because yeah. I, I was telling you, I was like, I don't know if I've prepared enough questions. I, yeah. haven't, I haven't overthought it enough. So we, we basically had the exact opposite problem in our minds. I think maybe that's who we are as people, it's too. Super we're super true. We're almost exact opposite, but, uh, but that's in a good way. I it's, think, yeah, it's, it's great. cool. I th- no, I think I do think that that, that speaks to your, uh, your like, loving spontaneity nature, yeah. especially, especially <laughs> at improv. Like, Thank we, you. Uh, it was, it's great. It's uh, but I but I remember because like yeah that, that was also very early in my improv uh, life and you were like Jeez. you were like uh, you were very much just like oh well can you find it like discover it was all it was all like natural and beautiful like yeah. in, your, in your mind I'm like what are you talking about like we haven't that's that's <laughs> the, I feel like that's the Chicago in me or the, the yeah. that's the Chicago training and what I picked out of Chicago is just like. Um, well, my first improv, uh, my first improv teacher in Chicago was a guy named uh, Martin Demont. Yeah, and uh, he was my teacher at Columbia College, and I specifically went to Columbia College because they had improv. <laughs> really? So, like going into college, I kind of wanted to be like if I could have graduated with the major of improv, you would have been all over. I that. would have done it. Yeah. yeah. So I went to Columbia because him and uh, Jim Zulvik. We're teaching, and Jim Zulovic was on uh, on the main stage at, when I was in high school. So I was like, "Oh my gosh, I could learn from that dude, and yeah. I can learn from this other dude." Oh my! And uh, just a little background on Martin: he's passed away since, but he was like the nephew, I believe, to Viola Spolin. Yeah. So it's just like, wow, you're getting it like straight from the source. Yeah. So he, it's it was it was cool, it. and he was the most lovey dovey teacher of all time. I yeah. came in kind of like this. I'd spent the last eight years in the country. My fo- my folks moved away from the west side, suburbs of Chicago to the country. And so I came this kind of, I don't know, city slicker in the country, but I still had this little country flavor coming back to the city. <laughs> so to, to get this teacher who was all lovey-dovey and had us hug a tree, literally hug a tree on the first day of class, I was like, oh my gosh, is this what this shit is going to be? And I was nervous, <laughs> but then it ended up becoming like... Entangled with my own personal philosophy on this stuff. Anyway, I love it, and I think you got to share that love, and you got to create it for other people. Got to hug a tree. You got to. <laughs> um, I love that because that's funny. That's that's. It's almost. Uh, it's almost hard for me to imagine a person, your personality, being anything but that. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, that guy. Uh, so, I, so well, fine. I you. mean, let's talk, I don't know, let's talk about that because that's interesting. Because, yeah. like, honestly, I feel like. 
like it like I feel like I I understood that in theory. Is that is that chair super uncomfortable? No, I'm super okay. fidgety. I think I had a five hour energy drink like two hours ago, so oh, I still okay. got three hours yeah, left on it. Three hours. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna go for six. So <laughs> at some point you'll come down, which is great. Well, well you'll just hear your decline. <laughs> um, so so on, uh, yeah so <laughs> so yeah so like in, in my mind like I have to, I have trouble like I saying disconnecting you from that like lovey dovey guy. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and 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 yeah and, and my and I feel like even in my early improv I was like cool I think I understand that this I the lovey dovey side of the improv like why yeah. why that's a thing or like why it's important yeah. but I don't know that I ever fully embraced it for a while I and now you. I'm more like I feel like I'm trying more and more yeah. like like the other day I was talking about cage uh, cage matches you know competition improv oh, yeah. and I was saying I was I was. I made a little thing on Facebook. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't know that I agree that it should be around. I think that undermines what we do. I'm totally with you. And I was, and I, and I was like, yeah. wow, I sound a little righteous, but I kind of believe that. Like, yeah. I really, I'm like, yeah, let them know. Uh, but like, okay, so like your lovey doveyness. Let's let's just talk. Like, why 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 did you latch onto that? Or like, why is that a thing for you? Well, it made me better for one. Like people doing it to me made me more confident and better at it. I, I think I'm I'm not a naturally overly confident person, mm-hmm. so when people give it to me, give me confidence. Like I thrive on that. Like if they're like, oh yeah, we expect you to succeed, then I feel like okay, here we go then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but if I don't have, if I've got kind of a a, um, a weird vibe going on around me, I can sometimes like get too into what I did wrong or what I'm not doing enough of mm-hmm. to block that out. So yeah. so for me, it's like the, the perfect ingredients for a show is that you're just all good friends and you go on stage and, and have a goofball fun time and explore like, you know, some real stuff. But it's done on this um, as like, you know, totally good friends doing improv or at least good professional relationships doing improv whatever it has to be yeah. but it has to be in a good vibe before for me anyway i i know i hear that um i feel like uh every every now like uh, you know whatever i've only been doing this uh year and a, two two and a half years we'll say and yeah. um uh and i feel like every now every so often i'm like oh the key to going into a show is this i know uh and, oh, I, dude. and i'm always I'm, I'm wrong i end up being wrong <laughs> i've i have literally tried to figure that out like what okay yesterday was a good show so what did i have for lunch okay tuna sandwich <laughs> i'm gonna have that again today and then i'm gonna have that seven up right at 313 uh you know what i mean and then you're, uh, yeah. you try to recreate your good show days yep. and it just it doesn't matter it's it, all individual uh you know but, it's on its own but there is something about going in with just like yeah, I'm gonna have like a fun thing <laughs> yeah. with my friends. Like, I feel I feel like it's like <clears throat> when when you're sometimes making when you when you're like, oh, I'm gonna fix this thing. Yeah, with maybe what I call like a jealous move and our jealous oh, yeah. mindset of like, okay, I'm gonna go and I'm I am going to establish you know characters <laughs> or I'm going to establish where you know what I mean. Yep. Uh, whereas sometimes it's like you just go in and you're like, I don't know, I'll just I'll just go whatever whatever anybody wants to do. Yeah, I'm gonna follow. I'm gonna get excited about it. And like, yeah, I had I had a show the other the other. The other, the other, yeah, a few days ago, I said the other like nine times, like it actually mattered when it happened. Uh, <laughs> but like this, this girl was like, she said something like, "Oh, if I look into this telescope, will my soul, my soul be stolen?" And I was in the scene with her, and I was like, I, she was just being like a weird, suspicious character. And I certainly did not expect her soul to get stolen when she looked into the telescope, and some one of my teammates. You know, t- 
took her soul and I was like what she took her soul and the soul starts like flying off and I was like well I'm a country guy too and I'm like of course I would just lasso the soul and, like, try yeah. to, like, and it was so fun and it was a lot and it, it got a great it got, it got a great reaction but it was just one of those things where I was like well, she she followed her thing and I'm gonna follow that thing like, yeah let's just do it I love it like those unexpected moves that's, that's kind of like I had a bunch of teammates on the reckoning actually namely Michael Patrick O'Brien and another woman by the name of Jet Eveleth these these two in particular are the ones that jump out of my brain I guess a little bit of Bogo it's her. I should just name the whole team right now so I don't leave anybody <laughs> out. shout outs um, no but um, the those two people in particular would would go to like they were they were improvising I don't know they're trying to improvise odd things or they were bringing odd things to the tables yeah. initiations and like that soul thing would have been totally what they did yeah and i freaking loved it and my yeah. brain doesn't necessarily go to that on purpose all the time yeah. but i love that theirs do you know so it's just such a gift man they yeah. have that farce kind of energy going on in your show and then and then but you know and then with that are you going to that like lovey-dovey place of just going like yeah i'm gonna do that maybe yeah. i wouldn't think of that and like i think that's easy i think it's easy to do in your improv especially you know the way you learn improv at yeah. UCB not to knock it is to go like oh this is an absurd thing let's try to figure out why it's absurd and point out why it's absurd and, you yeah. know what I mean like totally. it, I think it's easy to kind of go like oh let's try to logic our way through this yeah. and, and and instead like it's probably more often fun to just go like I'm going with your weird thing Yay! it is yeah it yeah. is I mean yeah that's that's interesting I still haven't wrapped my head around the differences between UCB and IO too much nobody will yeah, it's because it, the thing is, I feel like it, maybe it's not that all that different. It's probably the end goal is not different at all. I don't yeah. think, right? It's just yeah, that's, but it's just like here's what we think maybe will help you get there is right. what everybody has. Is yeah. everybody has like oh, I think this will help you get there. Yeah, and it's and it, yeah, and it's and, it's, and it, honestly, yeah. it all feels valid. It yeah, it's like no, nothing has I've ever been like. No, you guys don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> like it's true. Built a whole institution. There's not a one technique. It's not like swimming where there's like a a grand technique that yeah. everyone has to learn. Yeah, it's more like you have to find your own voice. And here's five different schools that'll teach slightly different variants on that idea. Yeah, which one do you? Uh, Which one, yeah. do you like? But I think the community is what gets celebrated the most out of all of that. Like UCB's community seems to be really strong out here because. Um, you know, there's limited spots for performers. Uh, they get awesome celebrity type shows going on. Yeah. Like it's a really cool place to perform. And then I O West has this kind of like accessibility, accessibility maybe to a fault. Like maybe yeah. it's a little too easy to play there or something. Like yeah. I ha like I don't think about the differences enough a lot, but I always notice people talking about it, and I start to get. Like, um, maybe a little defensive for the things that I belong to. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Well, no, I mean, I think, I think yeah. that's, that's fair. Like I've definitely at one point or another in my, my improv going like, God, I should, I should just go over to iOS. I could clean up. I could got a Herald yeah. team in a week. Probably. Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Which is like such a, like a, a yeah. shitty thing to say, or like to just kind of go like to put that as a fault to them. But it's like, then again, you're like. That's great. You know, you're fostering your theaters choosing to foster their talent. Yeah. People who say, like, I believe in you and yeah. like hang out, and uh, which is great. Uh, but so it's, it's also that UCB caught fire like right away out here, as yeah. far as I'm told. Like my friends um, who got out here, who were out here in '06 and '05 when it started, are you know they were they're part of that core still. Yeah. So like it's kind of interesting, and it's so much harder to get in than it was then. Yeah. And people seem to flock here like they flocked to Chicago at one point to, yeah. to do the UCB. It's interesting, man. It's, yeah. it's very socially 
Um, it's complex, man, because like IO West, I feel like if they had producers, agents, and then famous people perform there, it could be the same thing too. There's Probably. not that much different yeah. as far as like top tier talent, what they're doing. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't know. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what? Honestly, because uh, yeah, I'd only I'd only ever seen a few shows at IO West for a while. Like, yeah. Uh, and and a lot of them were uh, some of the you know the the Del Close Theater and the Loft shows. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and then, mm-hmm. like, I saw... When I saw my first, like, Reckoning, I saw mm-hmm. Quartet, oh, yeah. I saw Armando, and I was like, what? Yeah. They're doing this? Like, yeah. this is great. And also, and it's also especially surprising to me because it's like... Uh, you you do see a little you do see you know, a little bit of a different thing at UCB a lot that you know that are that are that they do in Armando like Craig Craig Kikowski, that dude's unbelievable oh my gosh uh, and like just the stuff and like you're like these beautiful like smooth callbacks and just like oh yeah and it, you know these characters that really feel realized and full I'm like whoa yeah and it, it's my yeah so it's it, the, yeah the, what you're saying the top tier mm-hmm. talent is is there and it's all great but yeah there's something. Yeah, I don't know. I, it it, it <clears throat> should be figured out because for the only for our own interest over at IO, like we we still want to get. I don't know. It was. Yeah. It feels weird to not get the credit where credits due, but at the same time, you know, we I understand there's so much going against us. Like the bar is 21 and older, and yeah. there's uh, the ticket prices are a little expensive. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons, but I think you know, yeah. Well, we'll let it rest. I think there's not there shouldn't be too much comp- competition between the two theaters, is what I think. They do it. Yeah, they do it a little different, but it's yeah, it's, you know, eh, yeah, whatever. Um, and it's great. <laughs> and here's the here, and here's the thing is like I think uh, you know personally for anybody out there who's like a hardcore UCP person and like yeah. like I was at a time I would say like you gotta go check out like Quartet or yeah. the Armando or something just like Definitely. and just see like oh this yeah. is great yeah. <laughs> they're doing it they're doing it a little bit different cause yeah, cause yeah like I've I, you know I've, I've hopped into plenty of shows at the loft and yes. and been, like they're you know not great or whatever yeah. like oh Io I doesn't get it but then again I've popped into plenty of shows at one of the you know the UCB independent shows and I'm like oh this is <laughs> this isn't great so right. Now, yeah. Second City, they can suck a big fat dick. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I worked for them too back in Chicago, and I do show, shows once in a while here in LA. But that's uh, it's I'm mainly an IO yeah. performer. See, so. and the, the thing about Second City that I think is interesting, and we, we can talk about these weird community things all Love day. Love to, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> that's the last thing anybody cares about. But they do. It really does feel like it's insular and by choice, and yeah. it's like they all really. It feels, it feels like they all support each other. Yeah. very nicely, and unlike. Other play. I'm like, well, you guys got like a beautiful thing going on. Yeah, I guess have fun. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it's, it's also, it's it's also, well, I don't know how to approach Second City at all because when I first got out here, I did a bunch of shows, and they were just like randomly attended. Like, I mean, you know, not yeah. too many people showed up to shows. So I was kind of just like, ah, well, you know, I live in Burbank, so for me to drive, yeah, I know that sounds like a lame excuse, but like for me to drive into a show for two people. Even though I'm with my friends on stage, it just sucked. Like, it was just my nightmare. It's just a word, uh, yeah. And I didn't want to have to work for that audience again because I had spent uh, 12 years in Chicago doing it. And it seemed to be kind of an automatic with the shows I was doing at I.O. Yeah. So to work with a cast that uh, maybe didn't look like I was going to stick around for the next five years and become the next thing yeah, yeah. For, for that audience, I just so didn't like feel like putting in the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a thing. you got to think. you got to... Gotta yeah. think about it at some point. And plus, like, I feel like, <laughs> not to get on a tangent, but... Do it. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, the Second City is just not 
people don't have an idea of what it really, really, truly is out here. And I think yeah. it's because of Second City LA, uh, no knock, I think they're program probably their training program probably is awesome because yeah. the, they got awesome teachers but what they are in chicago and what they were for so many people in chicago doesn't hold a candle to what they do and what they are as far as performance out here in la and i think that waters down what it was that it maybe still in chicago yeah because it is the top five people or you know top 10 people with the etc and main stage cast that are performing every night at the Second City in Chicago, and it's professional. Yeah. You know, these people are working six nights a week, uh, eight shows, I believe, a week, and free sets every night. And then you get out here, and you go to a show, and it's not that. Yeah. So agents and producers or something like that, when you're like, yeah, I did Second City. And then yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, no, I've seen a show. It, it, you, cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, they don't say cool because they know the <laughs> Chicago version. They know they say cool because they either have never been yeah. or they saw a show in L.A. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, and it's, it's interesting. Because, like, uh, again, yeah, I, I, from what I've heard about Second City Chicago <laughs> is all great stuff. And it feels like maybe Second City L.A. doesn't entirely have a, a clear thing that they're doing. You know what I mean? And maybe yeah. that's what it is. I don't know. They're certainly, uh. They certainly don't have that professional thing going on mm-hmm. on the stage yeah. that they do in Chicago. And that was the draw for me. I was like, I want to be that dude. Yeah. You know, I want to be yeah. Like there's there's six spots. I, yeah. I, I got I got to take down. Yeah, I know I know the number of people. <laughs> <laughs> That's that was my introduction to, to like the grand plan. Really, I yeah. saw in '95. I saw Pinata Full Bees, which was um, Adam McKay, John Glazer, uh, Scott Adsit, um, I believe Rachel Dratch. And then, man, uh, so stupid, but I don't remember the other two. And then yeah. I just, I was, became obsessed. And yeah. then I saw the ETC, which was Horatio Sands, Jerry Minor, um, all these, you know, and it was like watching, like I was a huge SNL fan, huge comedy fan, going back all the way back to like, you know, the, the original cast of Sarah. Like I, I was already in a historian of yeah. comedian, of comedy, even <laughs> at a young age. But when I saw that live, I just couldn't fucking believe it yeah <laughs> like i was like this is this is uh, oh my god like i couldn't believe what i was seeing yeah so i became obsessed with going so so uh so you so so that was like your first show that you saw was yeah. uh, one of those guys and, you were like, full bees, yeah. and then and then like what did you ha- you hopped into classes at some point then or what was well, the deal I was there 14 or 15 yeah so, so you had to wait i had some time yeah, yeah. but i'd already <laughs> become kind of interested in improv because i think county central was running a ton of whose lines in any way as they do and uh <laughs> and it was the british version which uh, <laughs> yeah. if you watch that now well i don't know about now but it is it was a truly different show than the drew carey american Very version yeah and i was also equally as obsessed with that and i had my favorite performers ryan Stott, you know what i mean like yeah those guys were awesome and i, w- I would stay up probably get not enough sleep just to watch that show yeah. so it happened then too you know <laughs> on tv but then second city really solidified the idea yeah uh so wait would you, was that was that where you took your first classes no i when i went and, um well it was comedy sports was, was where i first okay did it but those were workshops with like a like a theater trip we took my yeah. junior year and it was like a theater festival where you're supposed to like hit 
you know, a different workshop, like do five workshops yeah, during yeah. the day and hit you know, for each one for two hours. Well, I did my comedy sports one first because I was like, that'd be cool. Could go do Who's Lines Anyway stuff, right? Yeah. And then I ended up just staying in that one all day <laughs> long and, and getting to know the guys who were teaching it and uh, kind of getting in on that. And then I ended up um, making a connection with them and having the opportunity to guest play as a high schooler in the Rock Island comedy sports. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so it was, it was like... It was meant to be, I suppose. It always has presented itself for me. Yeah. And, me and I sought it out, too. But yeah. it's always been, you know, somewhat there for me. So That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And I like that. You're like, like this is the thing. Yeah. 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 So, yeah it's yeah. amazing. It really, because obviously it takes a lot of people a long time to try to find what they want to do, one. And two, if you do find improv, it takes you a long time to figure out your opportunities. Yeah. And I feel like for some freaking reason i've just always had a little bit of luck on my side when it comes to finding those opportunities so. it's true. yeah that's awesome yeah i didn't i didn't even i didn't i feel like i didn't know improv existed as i know it now yeah until i was 21 and i was like <laughs> and i was like and i was sad i was like what yeah Nobody told me. This is exactly what I wanted. This is exactly what I wanted for so long. Oh yeah, I know. Isn't it so weird though? Like once you're in it and you've been doing it for a little while, yeah. you 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 eat, breathe, and sleep it. Yeah, it's it's really fun though, in, in a good way. Yeah, in a good it's way. good. It's good because you're yeah. And it's yeah, and then and then all of a sudden you have very strong opinions about cage match, and you're like, no, yeah. this matters to me. I will. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll give you a rebuttal on the cage match thing. Sure. I think on a producer owner of a theater side of things, uh, they bring in the audiences because yeah. they're you know what I mean. And that's at the end of the day for a guy like James Grace who runs IO or um, you know what whoever else the, the theater owners are. Yeah. Butts in the seats equal their job security. <laughs> no, I told, and that, and that's actually one of the things I said yeah. in it too. Was like I, I understand, like I understand it's, but yeah. it is, it is ultimately a gimmick to get people in the yes, seats, absolutely. Uh, and I do like, but I, I don't know. I just found, I found some negativity around the cage match recently. Uh, oh, really? Heather and Miles, Heather, Heather Campbell and, uh, and Miles Stroth had a long run, yeah, and then they were dethroned and. Uh, there was a lot of a lot of negativity on both sides of like it, and and it, maybe it's because Miles Stroth comes from a little bit of a different school, and the people who beat them were a little bit more UCB. Oh, really? And it was like this. It was like this thing, and people are like really saying nasty things towards both. Really? And I'm like, yeah, just you know, just you know, they're not we're funny. On like they Facebook or something? Yeah, Facebook, and just in you know, conversation around the community, and huh. it's just like it's it was one of those things. I'm like. God, like I get it, but like you are, you are either way. You're you're attacking great performers. You're you're attacking yeah. people who are great performers, and you're trying to write them off for what is uh, what is built. You just built up this association with them. Yeah. It's totally arbitrary. It really like, is. It's it's you know it's just like you saw them, or you went to you went to one of their classes, or you just you have a thing. But but you're you're missing out on them if you're if you're writing them off as not funny, or you're oh, writing yeah. them off as invalid. You are missing out, and you are yeah. lessening again. Like I was saying, it's like you're lessening what this whole art that we're doing and yeah. like trying to build like I, I really I really do think I've, again I feel it's this wasn't me a year ago but I really do think that yeah. what we're doing is like the the collection of our, our efforts and 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 dividing that sucks so like yeah be, I want I want everybody to do, love everybody and like support and build I know it and, it's so true it's so weird isn't it but like Miles I mean I hope people understand that guy is uh, like a complete legend I mean like there's a lot of 
There's a lot of personality things I think that with him because he's such a strong personality yeah. that you can may, that maybe he polarizes people. I have yeah. no idea what his deal is. I like him and I yeah. think he's a nice guy. Heather is like a one of a kind talent. Like I've never seen anybody even yeah. close to being anything like her. So to attack either one of those, and I don't know the other team, but but yeah. attack either one of those two people just would. It baffles my mind. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> funny. That's okay. The other, well, it's funny because the other team is like, a, a, I wouldn't call them a young team, but they're, you know, probably people in my age ish and maybe a little bit older, and they do like a musical rap improv thing a form that they made all of their on their own oh cool and they've been together for like a few years so they're like and that's who won yeah that's who who, who ended up beating heather and miles and i'm like you know what like honestly everybody should look to them and go like oh that's the type of team that i want to be like even yeah. i even think i even think even people who've been around for years could go like yeah of course that team that was worked together for a long amount of time and created their own thing yeah and like built this bond and like does strong shows consistently. That's exactly what who, who you want like Absolutely. just out there and like yeah. Not, not only that, but like I look in the total positive side of it. Well, finally Miles and Heather can go off and have a week's vacation. Oh right, they don't have to deal with <laughs> the guys. They don't have to be stuck to, tethered to the UCV for yeah every week. Yeah, I, yeah. I've been, I've been taking the, <laughs> the Miles workshop, and that that's interesting because oh, yeah, it's like I'm like oh right, this guy. I, I took it. I think it was. I think I ran into you when I was doing oh, Craig's yeah. class, and I was uh, I was saying like Craig gets it. Like he's just he understands everything instantly. He's a genius on improv, and yep. probably just in everything else. But and then I was yep. like, and I, I, I like that's a one of a kind thing. Yeah. Uh, and then and I was had miles. I'm like, holy shit! There are two of them. There are two people who fucking get it. Yeah. And who can just like see a scene and just go, uh, there. That's what had just happened. You missed there. The one thing yeah. that could have could have been was right there. <laughs> and you're like, whoa, he's just, right. Just a little depth on how awesome Miles is and what his history is. I think they created a level specifically for him to teach yeah. at the old I O Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Because he was a master teacher. Teacher, and he didn't really fit into the curriculum. They wanted to give him his own slot so he could teach what he needed to teach. Yeah, that's just—I mean—that's that—that speaks to the level of how good he's, how high, highly he's regarded. You know, because there are good. a lot of good teachers. It's good there. stuff. But I mean, tell you, yeah. everybody, everybody's great. Or every, everybody's great. Or trying to do a thing. Yeah, I know. Learn it all. Learn it all. Yeah, please learn it all because it's, it's all valid and it's you know it's so weird. I don't know. So let's talk about like your personal improv philosophy because I uh, yeah because when I was when I when I started doing the the flappers thing for a very bit a little bit uh, and then you coached us for a little while you had yeah. a team that you coached for us uh, uh, it was it was you had you kind of you felt like you had a, a, your own and specific approach that you like wanted uh, people to learn and like grow with so like what yeah, yeah what's that all about what's your thing well, I guess it morphs and changes depending on who I'm working with what I'm doing and what theater and what they want out of it but right. <laughs> I think at the core of it it's all about um, uh, I think my I think maybe what I bring to the table is the fact that I was on a team for so long and I know what it takes maybe to be successful yeah uh, to sustain uh, a, a show for that long and commit to something that hard and I think so maybe what I bring to the table is good group I encourage good group work and and I actually um, I think I give harsh notes, but I follow it up with this self-deprecating, uh, <laughs> you know, style that makes it a little like. I think my friend Mike actually told me this. He's like, you you give harsh notes that are on point, but they feel like a warm blanket. <laughs> <laughs> like, so that's, that's a good funny. compliment. That means I'm yeah. I'm doing it right. So well, but, that no, I like yeah. That's funny because that that does because I don't think I've ever found you to be a harsh note giver but then again oh, also not one who uh 
Like, I've had people who go like, oh, that's great. Because yeah. I'll do it. And you're like, eh, that's not true. No, I'll call you out on your <laughs> bullshit. And I'll also laugh hard at your yeah. your jokes. Very so, supportive. Yeah. It's very, good dude. You got you to gotta try to build that because the team, even in rehearsals, the commitment and focus will make you better. And if you're if you kind of show up dragging ass to rehearsal or not focused in rehearsal, You'll feel that. I mean, because yeah. you don't want to be practicing on stage during performance. You want to create that environment in your rehearsal. So. Yeah. Well, I remember I remember one of the things that consistently I noticed of you was like you, it felt like all of your exercises, intentional or not, were things where if not everybody's paying attention or the forms that you want to do, so if not everybody's paying attention or like working at it, it will not work. Like we yeah. were doing, we, you had us, you had us doing like the JTS Brown thing, which is this whole form that I couldn't even begin to attempt to explain us what it is. Yeah. But I, but it, but like there are things that are happening and you're like, if you're not paying attention to it, just it won't happen. Yeah. And that's, and that's everybody. Like you, everybody has to be worried about it constantly or like yeah. the openings that you had us do. I remember you were having, we were like, we're having this work on where like these shared monologues where we'd like move around the stage but like hop into it just randomly at some yeah. time and you're like I guess I really have to be paying attention to like when to hop in or like yeah. somebody's gonna cut me off and it's it was all and I just remember feeling like oh this he's Brian wants this like dynamic thing to happen and yeah. also like uh, it does feel very groupy and that that, that was something that I, I know specifically and you're oh, like, cool. like groupy that, that's awesome I think I got better as a performer and an individual by committing to group improv because I, there's something so easy about just thinking solo uh maybe not for everybody but i found it to be like um limiting if you were just interested in your own self but if you kind of committed into to a team and became that group mind like then everything became bigger than you and then you could understand you had a better perspective on yourself that way does that make sense <laughs> i don't know if that yeah did. uh but yeah it's yeah. yeah, it's like that thing, like the you know a collect a, a collective group of brains is probably yeah. is better than an individual one at any point. Yeah, uh, uh, and that and that's the thing is like if you can find a way to uh, you know in, in my instance stop going like oh I think I'm funny and I can I can come I can establish something or I can get the game there and go like these these seven other people or however many other people also have this same thought and are also trying to work to be funny and if I right. go with their thing. And they go like, and I try to build on. It. I try to I, if I just like, I'm going to make their thing better. Yeah, you know. And he, maybe it's not even that 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 thought process. I'm going to make their thing better. I'm going to build. It. It's like oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to yep. jump in with whatever I can bring to it. Yeah. Uh, then God, it it works. It works a lot. It works every time. Yeah. And I uh, there's also the JTS Brown for everybody who doesn't know. It's a really complex form. It's very. And I usually try my best to start every group that I coach off on it. Not because I want them to perform it, because actually, if you ever saw the JTS Brown when it was up, like I did, and I actually rehearsed it with Craig Kukowski, one of the I think he was the original coach, yeah, um, for intentions of being put up, and it never did, but we just worked on it. it. It's a very hit or miss type of show, yeah. So you don't necessarily want to perform it. It's not the most feel good perform uh, show in the world, yeah. if, especially if you're a new group. But if you learn it, you can develop this twin language between you and your scene partners or your 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 teammates and you have all these moves that are they are moves that we we would see on stage most of them 
but you have all these moves at your disposal. So if somebody wants to pull that during a herald, pull one of those uh, JTS moves out during a herald, yeah. it might look to the weird to the audience, but we get it yeah. because we've practiced it and we know it. So we just have more tools at our disposal by learning the JTS, which that, that's why I coach it like right off the bat with most teams that I coach. Yeah. And like, like I said, like I, I, was, I noticed it specifically, like you really, you have to kind of get in tune yeah. with everybody else and all the stuff that's happening or else it won't work. Yeah. And, that, and maybe that, and that is definitely the danger of doing it. I'm sure. Uh, is that it's so fucking complex. Yeah, I'm it's sure such it's a great. High, high level of focus that you need for it too, which is also good for to to shake off those nerves for a new team, like yeah. all getting to know each other and stuff like that. It's like here, I'm going to make it easy on everybody. You don't have to worry about the social part of it all. Just focus up and do work. Yeah, and people tend to get into it. And well, you know, and, you know if you well. also if you you have people come in doing heralds or whatever. You know, they're like, all right, what's my what's my first beat gonna be? I came <laughs> yeah. off I came off the opening. Yeah. How am I gonna start this first beat? Okay, I did my first beat. Let's get through the group game. Yeah. But like what I have to do a second beat and yeah, I, I should like, you know, it's it's that thing that like and you know, good good performers don't do that for sure. Uh, people people don't do that as much. Uh, but there yeah, but there is there is a thing I think when you're especially when you're doing it, like, okay. Where would we're gonna take this? And like you're you're not engaged, and that's and that's one of those things. Like you you do this you do this form where it's like I can't well all well yeah. fail if I'm not paying attention. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I'll look a, like an asshole yeah. if I don't focus up here. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's a good. I know it's a it's a good dangerous place to be. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> good. I'm glad, I'm glad you liked it. I think most people do. So it's I'm gonna continue doing that. <laughs> yeah, I think I think people I think people do like. But I remember, yeah, I remember in our group there was like, uh, I think people maybe don't realize the direct impact it has because it it doesn't it doesn't necessarily go like ooh I'm doing better scenes now like, no, like yeah. oh I worked a certain number of scenes in and I can like, yeah. I can kind of or we worked on like we got I got this note of like oh try new characters yeah. it's not necessarily that and it's just it's just like a very focused thing and where 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 it's benefit it's like it's like a subtle thing or like people that's maybe not the thing that younger especially younger improvisers are thinking about yeah they're not thinking about the focus like of course i'm focused i'm up here well yeah i think the main job of a coach honestly and teacher for that well mostly mostly a coach because you're with them for a duration but yeah i think the main job of a coach is almost um uh to manipulate uh manipulate the team a little bit into thinking that they're they're working on this, but they're but you're really strengthening this. It's like almost like muscle confusion in the gym. Yeah, uh, you wanna you wanna do this quick workout, but then you wanna move to this quick workout, and it's all just uh, maybe maybe I lost my analogy there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, it's really, do you wanna go do some P ninety X real quick? Yeah, can we? Yeah, I, now I just got focused on how I needed to lose weight and get in shape. Uh, <laughs> no, I, but like there, it's that's a that's a kind of a weak analogy. What I try, what I mean is like you don't want to work directly on scene work if if somebody wants to work on scenes. You want to strengthen the little muscles so that when they get back into scenes, they're not thinking that they're bad at scenes anymore. Right. They're not thinking about improving themselves on scenes because scenes really is one of those things where you could do a million of them and you're going to get a million different scenes. And, yeah. and, and even a million after different notes and a yeah. million. and you're never going to be good. You might get better at doing at certain functions of the scene, but there's so many elements of improv that you need to get better at before you even because yeah, we worry about. The, yeah, your scene work all that much. Uh, that'll, yeah, the, that'll grow as you go. Yeah, so it's yeah. The, well, and if you think of like, like what what are the parts of a good scene? 
uh, you know, it's connecting with, with your with your, your scene partner and establishing what you're doing and listening to the person and being aware of your environment. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of other little things, and that's and that and, and some people think like, oh, the basic thing is a scene. Yeah, and it's like, no, no, no. There are like a bunch of little functions going into <laughs> like what it takes to get that get this whole thing working. You know, yeah, totally. it's weird. Like, it's like, yeah, let's make it's like I'll try to use it's like a body analogy. Yeah. Like, it's you know, so much goes into like picking up a cup. But it's like it's like oh. You, you think picking up a cup's basic, but you got like nine muscles. I don't know. Yes, moving in there and like bringing it to your mouth, and then yeah. then you got your brain like processing. It. There's all these like little things going on yep. that you're like, oh, but no, I'm just picking up a cup. I got it. Like no, 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 it's a lot. You got to yeah. work on. You got to work on the little things. It's awesome. Yeah, I think I, I was such a big fan of that. Uh, I, I think it was the um, the tipping point. Where it said yeah. you had to do something ten thousand times, become an expert. Yeah, I, I believe that, but then I, I've tuned on to another philosophy. Uh, the inventor of the four hour body. I just heard a podcast oh, yeah, with him. And, yeah, him and Mark Marin, where he was basically, and then I've, re, I've been looking into it even more. Where he's basically like, no, you, with hard training, it doesn't take ten thousand times. It's actually yeah. easier than that. It's repetition, but it's also learning, breaking down the steps, yeah. and getting better at those. Ste- and it's just really interesting. At what we tell ourselves what needs to happen and in actuality it's probably a ton simpler yeah and really just got to clear your head and trust yourself especially yeah. in improv anyway yeah there is there is a there is something to to working smart through things you yep. know just to try to find yeah get, be, becoming efficient yeah uh but i want but then again i wonder because the thing about improv too is it feels nuanced it feels like and in that anything can happen yeah there's a lot of like Got to prepare for a lot, everything, yeah. you know, like it, it, I, I think True. it would be cool if like you could probably, if you could somehow do this four hour body, whatever thing and go yeah. like, cool, here's the, here's the real quick breakdown. Now you're good at improv. Yeah. Uh, but it does, it does, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just me like going like, no, no, no. My art is hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, it's weird. Cause I think the, with the reckoning and using it as an example, I think we all feel like we're looking back on it our first year. We, I think we think we, we thought we kind of stunk. Yeah. Even though we were having a ton of fun and we loved each other by the end of that first year as much as we love each other now, like that, we really feel like those shows kind of stunk compared to what we ended up stumbling on. And we worked like twice a week. We did rehearsals twice a week, one with a guy named Shad Kunkel, and, which is a real name and a real yeah. person, um, and another guy named TJ Jagodowski, who's um, one half of that Sonic commercial you might recognize him from. Yeah. Uh, and through that, uh, I feel like we got better and better and better, but all we were doing was just working different muscles one one rehearsal we would do uh you know a um like theater drills basically like uh I'm trying to think of the the form that shadow's having us do uh i forget this is going to be boring radio or podcast right now while I think. But Meisner, that's what it was. Okay. He was having us doing Meisner exercises and stuff like that. And then the next rehearsal, it was TJ who came in with, you know, scribbles on a napkin of stuff that he thought of, wouldn't that be cool kind of scenarios in a bar? Yeah. So, you know, we were just getting tossed anything and everything all at once with no what felt like with no focus. But we ended up totally being a great group because of that shit because we're just like accepting what they threw at us trying to conquer those specific drills and then seeing how it played out on stage yeah you just can't worry about each show you have to worry about the long haul (laughs) like that's probably the lesson there yeah it's 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 yeah it's weird uh like 
it's easy. I think it's easy to go get a, like upset about a single show or a single practice and go like, oh, it's so easy anything. to obsess about it, but it's so not important. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, after a little while, you know, I feel like I feel like I'm much less stressed about shows in general. Oh, good. Just because I'm like, <laughs> oh, they're com- they're coming, and like, that's not to say I'm not not going to try to do a good show. But like, if something goes weird, I'm like. All right. Well, yeah. whatever. Like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I had to do bad ones at some point. I was yeah. had a few good, a few good ones. So I'm just gonna do some bad ones now. I guess. Absolutely. That's the way to go, man. And just you know, and hopefully you're you're don't you know don't feel that any kind of discouragement from your team. Like any, just start over fresh every time. Yeah, that's the way to roll. Yeah. But it's tough. It's tough. Well, yeah, like on, on one of my teams now, I don't know, let's, let's talk about like maybe beating yourself up a little bit. I'm sure yeah. you have some thoughts on that. I was like, sure. on the team I was on now, we've been together for about a year now. And okay. uh, for the first like six months, I was just like, I'm not good enough for this team. And it was really, really it was really, it was really like stressful isn't the right word, but I, like it was like, like I really want to be a better than I am. Yeah, and and it's it's funny because I don't I don't know I you know I'm sure people would be like yeah he did, he did do some weird moves but there were also there's also like people they asked me to be on the team for a reason and yeah. I did bring good stuff to to the table plenty of, of the time but it was also it was also every now every time like I would just like I don't know why I did that move I'd just be like oh they should all get rid of me they're all so perfect and then oh, again wow. you know you think about it you're like maybe not all their moves were perfect wait we're all just trying here yeah. we're all just trying <laughs> it's, that's funny yeah and it's, it's like and the, but that's the thing like at that point it's like okay then I you know what it's just gonna be is like I'm gonna even, I'm going to be the, I'll say, like, I'm going to resign myself to being the worst person on the team. I'm the worst person <laughs> on the team. But you know what? I'm going to try. I'm going to try. And I'm, ne- I'm never, I, you know, even if I am the worst person on the team, I will give them 100% effort every time. <laughs> and if they kick me off, I will understand. But until then, I'm like, you know, it's, instead, of, instead of just going, like, oh, I'm not good. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Give up. Like, it's like, all right, I'm just going to lose. I'm bad at it. I'm, not, I'm bad. I'll try. I remember the first five years of your improv career, I feel like, are so precious. You know, like, you treat them so precious. And, yeah. And it is, uh, I, you know, down to the fact where I think, like, I never missed a rehearsal on any of those teams I was on for the first two years. Just yeah. because I was like, ah, it was it was the joy of my life, first of all. But also, yeah. I was scared to miss one that I would, you know, miss out on some huge yeah. moment or something like that. That it was, was the one week we learned everything about improv. <laughs> How dare you miss it? You go to the next show and they're like, we're going we're gonna to have you sit out because we we did some real experimental thing in uh, the last rehearsal that we're going to try and you just wouldn't understand. We've reached another level. Yeah. So. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's funny. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's awesome. I, and I think I saw probably shows almost every single day of the week when I first started too. Yeah. And I was, I mean, I was spoiled. I had some of the best performers, or in my opinion, yeah, some of the better performers I've ever seen in my life were right when I started classes. Uh, it seemed like there was a mass exodus from Chicago the year following. But for that one year where I was a student and a little bit past that, there were like crazy amounts of talent in, in, that, in that town. And the thing I think that separates, and I will champion Chicago today because I feel like it's a good platform for it because sure, we're in L.A. and yeah. if you don't know Chicago then you would never understand. So maybe, maybe if I try to explain it. Um, it was, it's a place where you go just to study. <laughs> there is no sitcom possibility really. Right. There is for the top 
to your talent. But there is no commercial potential really for a lot of newbies. Uh, yeah. That takes years to be even to even consider that. It might have gotten a little bit more savvy now, I think. But at my, during my time, I think you showed up just to be an improviser. Yeah. Which is so unique. That's such a cool atmosphere to be in. Um, out here, I think it does happen a little bit, but there's an element of like, oh, we lost so-and-so uh, because he got cast in uh, Mike and Molly. <laughs> he's, yeah. a, he's a new weird neighbor. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, that's cool, but uh, he doesn't give a shit about us. He cares more about his career. Yeah, of course he does. He's making goo gobs of money. Yeah. But in Chicago... Got none, that, that Mike would... and Molly weird neighbor money. <laughs> but that in Chicago, that never happens. Uh, you might get pulled away for Turco or something like that, but... I remember. Um, I'll, I'll let you talk now. Sorry. No, but, do this. But I remember your... Dan Backedall, who's an extremely talented dude, um, one of the better improvisers out there. Uh, when he got Daily Show, I think it was like in '07. Yeah. Or maybe no '05. I think it was. Um, he. I felt like I got Daily Show. Yeah. Like it was. It was like that cool. Uh, I had so much pride in, in his him getting that job, you know. Like, and that that would happen when my friend Michael Patrick got SNL. I felt like I got SNL. Like it was that cool, you know. Yeah. But out here, it doesn't seem to go around that way, you know. Yeah, I don't know, it's a little. It is different, but there's that thing. I don't know. I've always since getting into improv again, probably in my first year, I was like, God, that'd be so cool if I could just go to Chicago and just like learn. Uh, and now I'm like, I'm glad I can't come to LA and I don't have to just learn because there, there yeah. is, uh, along with, along with just getting great at it, which I think is, is cool. is like there, 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 so I, I, I got too immersed in improv at one point. Oh, did you? I, I definitely, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. What does and that I, mean? I, it's like. Like I didn't do other things. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like I'd go gotcha. to work, yeah. and then I would at, at work. I'd probably like read about improv at yeah. some point. Like I'd find up and like blogs and stories about old Chicago stuff, or like some video online, and then I'd and then I'd go up to practice. And I'd go to a show, yeah, and then. And go, and then I go watch, and then I do a show, and then it's like, all right, that's it. And then like on Saturday, I do four practice groups, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, cool, I'm good, you know. That's uh, a lot. yeah. And it's and, and that's fun. It's, in the weird way, it's easy to get into. It's easy. It's cool about LA is it's very easy to get into improv. It's easy to mm. do it, and there's a lot of opportunities to get good at. There's a lot of coaches, and there's a lot. It's accessible. Yeah. Uh, but the, and, you know, and that and it was cool for me for like that year to be like crazy and then yeah. on everything. Uh, and, and you know, now I'm like, all right, yeah, you gotta have, you actually should probably have other things in your life happening. You want to bring in other experiences bit. to your bit. improv, I suppose. Yeah, and, uh, I, I was, I was much the same way though. So I yeah. started when I was in Chicago. I started IO when I was 19. So I mean, like, that's all I really could do. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I could. not laying bricks. I don't understand <laughs> that simple pattern. No, but that's that's awesome. I think that's the way to learn real fast too. Is I watch a ton of shows. Yeah, and get you into did too, it. and you got it. You have get to. into it. Um, okay, well let's. Uh, I, I want to talk a little bit. Wow, we, we've actually been talking for quite a bit of time. Really, I had call long. Yeah, like fifty minutes. Oh my gosh! Can you believe that? Let's. I hope if people are listening, man. Yeah. Still, then let's keep going. They might not be. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, re- I really want to. I want, do want to talk a little bit about something that I think is like particularly uh, you-ish, and that's like one. I feel like you're a good character player, but like also you have this thing of like being a delightful idiot, which <laughs> I think I want. I, I want. And I want to say that, in, in like I don't mean that as I think that you're an idiot, but no. you do have this thing where you like to play like truly 
happy people who are happy with all their people, <laughs> but also who are like, well, I'm, I'm a little goofy. Like, yeah. I'm a little goofy things going on. Uh, and I, I like, but, but also, uh, ultimately that just like, to me, I'm like, you're big on, big on positive characters. Maybe is that, is that, does that sound possibly true or something that you think about or? Wow. It's completely like not intentional. I don't think, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually, I'll, I love that. that. That's a huge compliment to me. <laughs> I've been told, um, I was told by, uh, this guy Tom Flanagan a long time ago that he's like this is when I was first starting he's like you play low status so well and I was like oh cool well, you know yeah. what's that uh, no I, mean, yeah. I knew it was but I was just like oh okay, cool I I, it's just really. a natural thing for me I suppose yeah. One time uh, in a rehearsal, uh, Andy St. Clair, who's a really talented improviser out yeah. here, he he was my coach, and he wanted me to play high status. He's just like, you should play more high status characters, and I interpret that in a weird way because then all my other all my characters from then on out were like. They were doctors, but they were still idiots. They just had better jobs. <laughs> they got the promotion. They slipped through the cracks. <laughs> so I guess it's so natural that I can't help it. But that's uh, that's I, really funny. I like it. It's my it's my it's what I bring to the table. I suppose. Well, yeah, but like I don't know, like why? But like, but I think, but there's like that. Over, overwhelmingly, you do have like a positive positive characters. Like I think that's a, a strong thing. Like is there is like I don't know why why do you do that? Why is that important? What's going on? I think, I mean, you know, negativity may I, may be a little bit repulsive to me naturally. I just don't like negativity mm. um, because I feel like when it's, when I'm negative, it gets me into more negativity, and it, and that begets more negativity. So, I I on purpose try to stay as positive as possible in everyday life, and so I think my characters. Uh, and I think for things on stage to happen, you have to want them to happen. And I think negative negativity can just get you into that weird argument on stage. And it can be funny. Like we've seen Will Ferrell yell at somebody, and it's being it's been hilarious. Yeah. But I also think that you know it's hard to sustain anger and comedy all at the same time for a duration. For me, for me personally, I think maybe other people can do it, but it's it's. So not on purpose either, Steve. So that's why I'm having trouble, like, kind of thinking about why I do it. It's just like <laughs> it's my go. It's it's not it's not like a go to fallback, but it's like that's me, me naturally. Yeah. You know? So in a way, <laughs> well, it's no, it's funny. Uh, yeah. Because you think like uh, yeah, I, I just even trying to picture this even more. Like sometimes you'll be faced with people saying truly crazy, out, outlandish, unusual things. Like I, I saw, I remember seeing where somebody basically like threatened to murder you and your wife. And you were, and you'd been playing this like delight, like delighted to be in this awful situation in the beginning. And you're like, oh, okay. And like you're just like you're like nodding and kind of like backing away, but like you're still pretty nice. Like it was just you're like, oh god, yeah. So you're like, and you weren't you weren't like, oh god, or like I'm gonna fight this guy back. You're like, okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you you were you were you were just smart enough to go like this is a problem, but like. God, I don't know what to do. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how to get out of it. And it's great, like that. That, uh, but I, I think, yeah. So I think yeah, about that. It's and I'm funny. Like, it, it's funny. It's it's because I watch it and I'm like, oh, it's a cool. It's a good way to at least if nothing else. You man, you 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 stay engaged in a lot of stuff because yeah, you didn't escape your murder yeah. as you would or like. Or, or you know, you play you play a doctor who's at least funny because you're like, what is he doing? What's going on with this guy? It's it's it's, I don't know, it's just an interesting character trait. But I know, like, oh, I know cool. it's a thing. I don't know. 
know. I'm gonna think more about that, and then when I get around to episode 400, when you start having guests back, yeah, I'm gonna have a better yeah. answer for you because okay, cool. that—that's awesome. I actually, I'll take that and run with it and think about it. Run with I, it. Yeah, because well, I like well, it. It's funny because this goes back to you, like not—you're trying not to think too much about it. It—you strike me as this guy, and I—and it's not that you're not thoughtful, but you're just like you're like, oh, I'm going to, I'm gonna. Yeah, kind of let things happen, and that's that's such a, that's such so interesting to me. And like, I want, I want, like, I'm like, you can hear it. I'm like, why? How? What's yeah, going on? How's it work? And I don't know. And it's just it's funny because, like you said, we have a fundamental like difference. Absolutely, but we, we, but I perform very well with people like you because I feel like you know it's I bring what you want to the table and you bring what I want to the table, and yeah. so we're able to kind of steal off each other, even the energy and the yeah. scene, and it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it's, it's lack of preparation isn't necessarily something you, I want to be known for, <laughs> but it's like, not, no, no, yeah, I, I know think, what you mean. No. Yeah. Let, so yeah, maybe blank, clarify. blank slate, like yeah. empty canvas, open, it's, ready to do stuff. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I, but I have been known to be a little bit like, uh, you know, a little bit too loose, maybe at times, especially with written, like, you know, written, written words. Yeah. When I was at boom, yeah. uh, I did. I probably I got razzed by like uh, my castmates uh, Dan Oster who, who you know fucking Dan that uh, sounds like him already yeah I got razzed by him and like Matt Jones and Lauren Flans all these people I played with about how I would say a line I wouldn't say a line the same way twice even though even even though I might have written the line yeah uh, <laughs> like I just I am so I try to be so in the moment that I even which tends to drive writers nuts yeah uh, they'll be like you know that's not what's written and i was like yeah but that's the way it came out yeah but so. you got, do you, it was like but you did, do you understand that that's what happened <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, so i can be loose to a fault sometimes but in another way i i think people appreciate that off of me too so no it's good it's, yeah. it's definitely a good thing and it's funny because like <laughs> uh, it's like I'm, I'm asking you how do i how do i become more blank canvassy and you're like i don't know okay <laughs> it's because I, I don't know i don't know how you do it yeah, it's one of those things where I think it's just a personality trait, really. Yeah. It, I like to remain open. I think I'm open to a fault. Like, I, I wouldn't call myself political because I don't like to choose sides. <laughs> people are, you know, people are like, get rid of guns. I'm like, well, okay. But, you know. <laughs> okay. But we need them to protect our stuff and hunting. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> you know, like, the apocalypse comes tomorrow. The guy with the AK-47 down on the end of the street's really going to have a fun time with me in my house because I don't have one. But then <laughs> at the same time, and so I better go get an AK-47. But I don't think that uh, I, I'm not going to choose to go get guns, but I'm open to the idea that one might feel what? that way. So scared that they might need to arm themselves. Yeah. I can't decide. I can't choose sides. <laughs> so I get mad at both people, or, you know, all the way on the right, all the way on the left, constantly. I've been like, shut up. Like, <laughs> quit being such a strong voice about something that is absolutely discussable. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's so funny. And it's I feel like I'm, I'm going to get some hate letters off of it for both sides. Oh, gosh. I'm well, kidding. No, but my audience yeah. is uh, only criticizes Mostly me indirectly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think it's there's a lot of pressure on, on us uh, improvisers to be uh, like kind of net liberal realm. I yeah. feel like we are. It's a liberal almost, group just in yeah. general. Yeah. And so in my, in my definition of liberal is like being open to everything. So I can't take a strong position yeah. on m many things. You Which know what that's, I mean? well, that, yeah, that's, well, that's what liberal means. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it's, well, hopefully it's funny. Yeah. yeah. Cause like people, eh, whatever. 
Um, but that's that's a slight explanation for how why I'm so loose is because I'm literally not trying to make decisions. Like yeah. I'm I'm trying to stay open to almost everything constantly. Stuff. Yeah, I like it. Uh, it's funny. I want to real real quick. Uh, yeah. I do want to talk about Boom. Uh, cool. I, I feel like I've had a few people on from Boom, Colton, Dan, Heather. Oh yeah. Uh, and and I, Boom Boom just fascinates me because I like I said like there's this. Said so before, it's like this weird polish that comes with it, and I remember one of those things that you were you're big on teaching us was like big stage presentation, big stage oh, presentation, yeah. giving the ads a thing, and it's uh, so like what did, what did you pull from Boom? What was your thing? Was um, it, what did you what did you like about your time? Or anything? the weed, man? No, <laughs> da, uh, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I wanted that job so badly. Uh, I was it was. Uh, I was in classes with Brennan Hunt actually in '99, and I only had two classes with him before he got a phone call in the middle of class that told him that he got Boom Chicago. Yeah. It was crazy, but I th- you know that's the way I remember. It. I maybe I have to talk to Brendan. Maybe he got it on a Friday night, but I remember him getting it right in class and uh, basically saying, "This is our last class together. I'm going to Boom Chicago." I was like, "What's that? What? You know, like?" <laughs> and then I won. This contest used to be around before the internet, probably. But I mean, we were we were on the internet. But uh, I won a funniest man on campus contest, okay. which used to be a thing. Yeah, uh, it was a nationwide uh, comedy dot com. Just had started and it's defunct now. But I won a trip for like the sta- this three minute stand up routine that I put on in one funniest uh, man on campus and got flown with three of my friends to Amsterdam. And, and this is like I already knew about Boom. Brendan was there, so I got to accidentally go to Amsterdam and see Boom. Yeah, and I loved it. That's so cool. Then I, so I wanted. So when I finally got it, I I was in a relationship with my now wife, and I knew that I wasn't going to stay very very long. I just knew this, but you, of course you don't want to say that because yeah. they expect you to stay for a while. Yeah, but. I wanted to do it so bad that I was willing to kind of fib a little yeah. bit. And I had such a great year um, there. And I can't I, – what I take away from that and what I got – I got so so good at just, like, not making shows a thing. Like, yeah. it was just automatic. It was – you're doing shows every day, you know, every night and in front of audiences that might not give a shit. Like, <laughs> you can kind of feel – them not give a shit Dutch audiences won't laugh very hard and after the show you're like they fucking hated us and then you go out to the lobby and they're like that was the best show I've ever seen like <laughs> and, and like you can't you're, you're so con- you laughing then? yeah you're That's so tough. confused on who you are as a performer how you're doing that it just becomes automatic you're just a good performer every night and yeah I, I think it's probably the closest I've ever become to be, being a good stand up is doing boom shows because yeah. The audience really didn't inform me of how I was doing there, but I knew I was doing good. So, like, yeah. it gave me this weird, weird confidence that only Boom can give you. I like it. Is that is that a good enough no, answer? No, it's good. It's good. It's, it's interesting because it's, there's there's something going on there, and uh, and uh, cool. Yeah. It's cool too. Like you feel, especially I'll toot Matt Jones's horns. Uh, I I actually love the way he performs, and I love the way he performed out at Boom, and he was just kind of playing short form really cool, because by the time I got Boom, I'd already developed this feeling on short form, where it was like, ah, okay, this is short form. Yeah. It's okay, but it's a little bit... Yeah. It's theater gamey. And then I do Boom, and I see Matt Jones, the way he plays it, and Dan as well, and Lauren as well, and I was just like, oh, okay, it's improv or anything you do is what you make out of it so their approach to short form 
made my existence there so much funner and like i learned a lot from just watching them handle it like like all stars you know so yeah that's really cool yeah i love it um all right well you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna move on to it to wrap this up i can't this has been this has been a fast like hour i know man I, I I heard one of your podcasts. I'm really excited. I like that theme song. Who who wrote the? Uh, that's that's my friend Crystal Friedman. Uh, she Crystal. She rocked it. Yeah, you're pretty good at that stuff. <laughs> who whistled? That was her. She did it oh, all. I thought that was you. Okay, no, cool. man, I don't know how to do anything. Nice. <laughs> that's great. Um, well, okay. So let's real real quick. Oh, we do the the pearls of wisdom segment on our show. Drop okay. pearls of wisdom all over your chest. Uh, what? <laughs> Uh, what is there? Is there a, a note or a feedback or something that you like to share that you, is, is like, like, oh, this is like a really strong thing? Yeah, I, I think I got some clarity on something recently that I, I, I've been sharing with all my teams that I coach and perform with and all that stuff. It's that if you, you could break down your long form show into three sections, it's the first first section is going to be like um, like clarity. You mm. want to try to lay it out there is clear and as real as possible. Your second third is all about enhancing or heightening that. And your third is going to be chaos. Hmm. But you have to be, you have to really lay it down nicely. You have to be very clear. You have to heighten in a good way so that you can control your chaos. Yeah. So that's that's the pro wisdom. I, 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 like when people say play it real, don't do bits, don't try to be funny in that first third. Trust them. It's so hard not to, but you got to trust. Just lay, just get into that scene, get into that character, and let whatever happen happen. Because when you get to that chaotic, chaotic place, if you haven't done that first clear part or that second part well enough, you you won't have any handle on your show. It'll yeah. just be pure chaos, not controlled chaos. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm run, running with lately. Is just like making sure everybody invests in that first third. And yeah. I like it. There is there is something to be, uh, yeah. That that I've seen shows that look chaotic but clearly are in controlled, and there's a lot going on. Yeah. And that is uh, that is that that is hard to do because yeah. like I, I I can say a lot of funny stuff, and I know my team, <laughs> yeah. I know my teammates can all say a lot of funny stuff. Yeah. But us saying it at the right time and not all at the same time is a lot harder. It's so hard. And that that's yeah, definitely finding a way into that is. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, okay. Then before we go, is there anything last things you want to share just with the podcasting world about improv, about life, yeah, or uh, or plugs or anything at all? Come see Reckoning at iOS on Thursdays at ten o'clock. Well, ten thirty ish, and then uh, come see the Armando at Arma- at, at iOS at nine o'clock. And um, yeah, I don't know. Look me up if you uh, if you like what I said on here and you want me to sub coach or coach your team totally. I, I really like to play and work with as many people as possible yeah so. uh, like like I said Brian Jack is the worst coach in the world he makes everybody <laughs> feel bad uh, he's not all about like positivity and connection he's just a bad guy cool thanks it's the improv obsession <laughs> podcast all right there that was I hope you enjoyed it it was a good show a couple of quick plugs I've got two shows on the 17th first at 10pm at iOS's main stage Dumb Shit Mountain is putting on a killer sketch show the only problem we have right now is no joke we have too many good sketches and we're not sure which ones should actually go in after that at 11 the smackaroos are doing the wrangle at the clubhouse i actually hope i can make it over in time that is going to be a rush for me anyway that's it hope you guys have a great day shout out ramona golden age of improv happy improvising be excellent to each other hi
Hey, everybody. Do you like getting stoned and watching a movie? Or just watching a movie? Well, then check out our podcast, I Am Weed, where we... And a guest. ...go to the movies and discuss it after. A movie review podcast with a little token twist, get it? Oh, boy. But hey, you don't have to smoke weed to enjoy this podcast. Uh, you should enjoy watching movies, though. Subscribe to I Am Weed on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app.